the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black, show dedicating to talk enough issues about money and investing and retirement to ultimately drag you towards retirement and to get you excited about investing in your 401k and looking at down markets as opportunity, looking at up markets as a little bit more risk, kind of change your thought patterns. One of the things that I get to do is I get to talk to a lot of smart people, um, analysts, uh, reporters, uh, CEOs, executives, the one that I'm looking forward to talk to right now from the streets, retail analyst, Brian Sozzi. Brian, how are you? Hey, Rob, it's going. Happy uh, almost Friday. Happy almost Friday. Um, let's talk holiday. You're a retail analyst. What does that mean? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, one, it basically means that uh, I have no life. I am constantly in the stores looking for key trends uh, that you're seeing from a lot of the major department store retailers, a lot of especially power retailers, see what product's hot, what's not, and ultimately uh, finding, taking those findings and sharing them on Twitter. Uh, I think Twitter has been a great outlet to get those views across to uh, consumers and many other people in the investment field. Now, you just recently penned a story tied towards three holiday apparel trends, Macy's and JCPenney hope will lift sales. Macy's and JCPenney's, like, those were stories that were like staples in my life as a child, but they've become less and less and less so over the last three decades. Is that a fair statement? Well, uh, you and me both, because we all okay. grew up going to these stores, and, and what you're seeing is, on one hand, what I didn't mention in this piece is the complete uh, destruction of Sears and Kmart. It might come as a shock to some of your, your listeners. You're looking at a, a Sears and Kmart that is probably going to be out of business before the year 2020. You know, the company's having uh, a lot of financial problems, and they're selling things at deep discounts. And as a retail analyst, uh, that's an elixir for selling. But specifically the Macy's and JCPenney, you're starting to see now them as they approach the holiday season, think about what could they try and get the consumer to sell at full price. It's been a big problem in retail this year. Things are not selling at full price. They're selling at deep discounts, which is strange because the economy is theoretically improving. So one item that we sat down and talked to Macy's about that's going to be a theme that many people will see is what I'm calling social media-friendly shirts, lots of inspirational messages printed on shirts. And it's ultimately a clever marketing uh, tactic by these retailers because the hopes is that young adult with their face in an iPhone or an Android, takes a picture of these shirts and starts spreading that message on social media. So one part cool shirt, one part social media message. What's a social media message example on a shirt? Because I cringe when you say that. <laughs> well, it could be if something is have a good day, uh, print okay. on a shirt that with a bright color. 
we saw one shirt uh, in Macy's and the article on the street right now highlights something called uh, Homies, which is just yeah. strange, but Macy's is offering a sweatshirt called Homies. It says Homies on the shirt. It's black, and it gives you a definition of what in the world Homies means. So it's comical, and that trick worked with me because as soon as I stumbled across this shirt uh, within the shoe department, I took a picture of it. I put it on Twitter, and everybody joined in the conversation, which okay. when there's conversation, it could lead to a sale. Okay. Um, it's cute. I'm at your story right now, social media from the shirts. Uh, trying to get Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat uh, to kind of like do some marketing for you. And there was a story recently, I think I may have got it from the street, where Domino's Australia is now giving a sales commission for anyone who creates a pizza, posts it online with a link, and then someone orders it. They'll give the person who posted like, you know, the, the Great Wall Street pig. Um, when it's all the bacon, ham, and sausage, pepperoni that you could want. And I could get a commission off that. So is are retail and restaurants doing more and more? They're starting to figure out social media, it sounds like. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's funny that you mentioned Domino's because I talked to the CEO about two months ago. And even in addition, I guess just to give your uh, listeners a highlight of what's to come next year, I think you're going to see Domino's roll out of what they call a skinny menu. What that basically means is a lot of low-calorie options, less soft with uh, less salt, for example, and that will be a great marketing tool for them. But even some other restaurant companies, too, I sat down and talked to the CEO of Applebee's and IHOP. You know, they actually have the same CEO. They're starting to use uh, Twitter more forcefully, and I think as you go into 2015, you'll see an Applebee's, you'll see a Papa John's, an IHOP, a Domino's, get more creative in what the messages they're putting on social media in the hopes that it drives itself. Did you know there's a difference between IHOP and International House of Pancakes? I do not know there was a difference. Uh, and it's yeah. I, just, I just talked to them. I am not too sure of it. Okay. that's I was told that, and I, I, I believe it's true. So just FYI that IHOP is bitter at International House of Pancakes. And maybe I was fooled, but I don't think I was. But anyway, and anyhow, let's move on. Um, the return of plaid. Um, it seems like you just hold on to your plaid shirt. Ten years later, it'll be good again. Ten years later, it'll be good again. Uh, retail has to really count on kind of fashion forward and uh, fast fashion these days. Well, uh, if you're a cowboy wannabe, you should look happy. You should look forward to the holiday season. You're going to see a lot more. You Macy's, you're going to see J.C. Penney. You're going to see companies like a VF Corp. VF Corp, uh, they own the North Face brand and Timberland. A lot more of these companies going over what they call the Western theme apparel look. Uh, go figure. But a lot of the new items that are on the floor, you're going to see on mannequins uh, with that department stores, slimmer fits, uh, brighter colors. And when you go into the stores, when it's on a mannequin, it'll be offered as either you can wear it as a singular item or you can wear it underneath what they call a puffer jacket or a puffer vest. At the end of the day, it's still almost the same plaid-looking shirt as 10 years ago, just spiffed up a little bit for uh, 2014. Yeah, they don't make puffy shirts yet, which is, I'm still waiting for that. Um, <laughs> So let's go back to this real quick, uh, the millennials, because more and more people are talking about it. It's it's definitively the future of retail. Uh, will they go into a JCPenney's and a Macy's, or they're just going to shop online? They have to be like the, the, the teeter-totter point for successful failure for some of these companies. Well, from I am uh, a millennial, full disclosure. So I okay. think uh, where all the online shopping and all the mobile shopping, you have to start differentiating the two, by the way. Uh, it's happening by the millennial parents. As a millennial, I think you're much more looking at product reviews, social activity on certain items than you want instead of going, instead of buying everything online. 
I think the millennials are obsessed uh, with Zara, Forever 21, H&M, and those companies, which we call an analyst land, uh, fast fashion retailers, offer great products uh, at half the price of many of these department stores. And secondarily, they're bringing new products to the market so quickly that every time you do go to the mall, you're enticed to buy even more. So I think a lot of the department stores like Macy's, JCPenney, they have to continue to evolve. Coach used to be famous for changing up their purses every basically four to six weeks. So women would go into the stores every four to six weeks. Um, and basically what you're saying is the, the retailers now for millennials, they're changing their fashion every two to three weeks. So every time you go in, there's a new treat. There's something else. There's more, hey, no one on my street has this. It's kind of an enticement to get foot traffic. Is that sound about right? Exactly. One big theme uh, for retail this year, and even it started last year too, is a lot of these retailers are trying to get goods to the floor quicker than they ever have before. And that goes back to what I just mentioned with Zara and Forever 21. There, those companies are getting products in their store literally by the week, new interesting things where a Zara, if I go into this store today, the entire floor set uh, will be completely different next week. And we all grew up in the retail sector. Is when you go into JCPenney, the stuff you saw on Monday will be the same stuff on the floor three weeks from now. And that is all changing in a big way. Interesting to say that you say that. Um, one of the negatives on fast fashion is we've heard about factories in India like burning down and people dying. As a millennial, you're considered more socially conscious than me. Me, I want my Nikes at $100. I don't want them at 150 If a factory has to burn down, I don't care. I'm Generation X. I want my Nikes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you shop that way? Are you socially conscious? Uh, not yet. I okay. is still fall into the same category as you. I, I want what I want when I want it, and I know where to get it uh, pretty much within 30 minutes or even in real time if I wanted to buy offline. And I think next year with retail, you'll start to see them get a little more out front in showing where their products come from. You might see origin, origin of products on their websites because we're starting to see that within the restaurant sector on in terms of food quality and where their food ultimately comes from, with Chipotle in many respects we're leading, leading that charge. I got to ask because I got the millennial. I don't usually get to talk to millennials. Um, the stories that do McDonald's is vile and gross. You, you look at it as child abuse to take a child to McDonald's, um, whereas I grew up as hey, a happy meal kind of thing. Um, double the sodium, good by me. Uh, you and your friends, do you dislike McDonald's that much, and do you like Chipotle that much? Uh, well, it's interesting you say that because I talked to I talked to the CEO of Chipotle, and he is very. Um, big on that fact that the company is changing the way people are changing fast food. I think the bottom line is this. The millennial person, they have more access to information at the, at the tip of their fingers. They want to know where things that they're putting in their body are coming from. And that's a big shift than when at least this millennial was growing up, where we would go, like you mentioned, to pick up a Happy Meal. But the bottom line is when you go to McDonald's, they just don't have the items that people are demanding. We want the Chipotle burritos. We want the Starbucks coffee. We want the wraps that a Dunkin' Donuts is offering. And if you go to McDonald's, they just have not evolved to the point what, in terms of what the consumer is demanding. Anything else that you want to add? We have about a minute. I'm speaking with Brian Sosi from thestreet.com. Uh, well, I think another area of focus, too. Uh, people are about to see some really cool things uh, from Nike uh, and Under Armour in, t- in 2015. Both these companies are, are really at war at this point and getting consumers not necessarily to buy sneakers but athletic apparel. So you'll see a lot more bright colors. Next year you'll see a lot more items that can wick sweat off your body. And the next evolution of that, you'll see technology infused into clothing. 
So theoretically, your shirt, your Under Armour shirt, probably next year might sync up to your smartphone. It sounds crazy, but it's the next evolution in the retail sector. Please join us again. It's Brian Sozzi, the Street's retail analyst. You can find him at thestreet.com. Last name is S-O-Z-Z-I. A lot of smart insights. Totally appreciate it. I'm Rob Black. We go to break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.